0: This week on this Galari night, the party takes time to rest before meeting with the government.
1: Are Virginia Slims those like meat sticks, or are those a type of cigarette? She's
2: just biting down people yes, jerky on the shirt down. That's why I was like so confused. Charlie has his first encounter with the dwarfs. I'm not a fucking dwarf.
0: Well, I didn't say no dwarfs allowed. That would be racist. It said nobody under this height allowed. The rest of the game. ...goes down their own,
1: sometimes dangerous paths. Well,
3: when you think about it, dwarves <laughs> really were the first deep states Oh, that, that, that. information
4: about each other and various other topics. Okay, you find you find a dwarf named Susan... Damn. Susan the like Good. <laughs> you see Susan Buck Anthony? Is there still room for things to go off the rails? No, you know what?
1: Okay, I didn't expect to do this, but we're going to do this. Listen to find
4: out. Hello everybody, and welcome back to This Galarian Life for our 98th installment. This one goes just a touch long, so I'm going to hold off on talking too much to keep you on your regular daily schedule, but I've got to say this is one of our better episodes. We think it's very funny, very engaging plot-wise, and we hope you all agree We've got a new Patreon supporter, so thank you, Tony. We will be getting your rewards out to you as soon as possible. We're very excited to have you as a part of the growing Galarian Life family, so thank you and everybody for all your support you've shown us over the past couple years. With all that being said, if you want to check us out, follow us on Twitter, all of our information is in the description below. And we'll just get right into the episode. Presenting... Episode 98, The Storm Before the Trial. Last week you all finally made your way out of the longest walk, the Tunnel to Krogadon. Now you find yourselves in perhaps the largest metropolitan area any of you have ever been in. Uh, Teresia, probably not so much. Uh, Maybe in Penny's Travels, she's been in a
3: Penny explicitly went to Magnamar less than a week ago via Teleport.
2: <laughs> sure. Also, I'm from Crockett on, you dipshit. I've also been
4: to Crockett. Mean-
1: that, that still means that's the biggest city you've ever been in. saying this is a pretty big... You pretty only big- care about our backstories when you want to contradict us.
3: You dare it.
5: <laughs> I
4: live well, out in the woods and long I long kill
5: hobgoblins. What more could a girl want?
4: Uh... Anyway, this is a pretty, pretty big place. Uh, biggest <laughs> you've been in in a couple days at least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after, after it, yeah, so the gentleman who met you at the end of the tunnel, a Carburton light brand, who has revealed himself to be a archivist in the city, is has taken you to one of the nicer inns in the town. Oh, So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to report this all to, I guess, the higher authorities, uh, the synod, and we'll figure it out. I'll come talk to you all in the morning. I assume this will be your last night, sleeping in such uh, meager arrangements. We'll move you into the palace, or at least royal lodgings, tomorrow, and we'll figure this all out. So, goodbye. And he shuts the door, and he leaves you be.
2: What a nice fella. He does
1: realize we've been sleeping in a tiny hut this entire time.
2: Well, I yeah, thought,
4: I thought it was cozy,
3: person.
1: I I agree, but I
2: don't well, know. I kind of thought it was more like a normal sized hut.
1: Laura would never big spoon me.
3: Well, that's she's too busy snoring to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'll snap both your necks before you can even blink.
3: No, Laura, it's so odd that my restoration spell didn't fix your apnea. I'm concerned you might be
4: cursed. <laughs> So, the, this room, while he refers to it as meager, is actually pretty nice. Uh, there's beds for all of you except Teresia's on a pull-out couch. There's, uh, there's a jacuzzi tub in the bathroom. Excellent. And one of those lights that if you turn it off, turn it, flick it, right, it turns red and heats up the room. That's nice. Um You couldn't secure one of those vibrating heart beds, but, hmm. you know. We don't have a heated towel rack in the bathroom.
2: I was about to say, you know, Cyrix isn't here, so I don't think we really need that one.
1: Who wants right. the uh, who wants to take a bath with me in the jacuzzi tub? I could
2: use a bath. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it's dead>. <laughs> Why did everybody laugh No, no, don't say thrace it, don't say anything. I wanna see this play out. I
0: haven't taken a bath since God, Dungeon Strike days.
1: What do you think their uh, what do you think their bubble bath is? It's a lavender.
0: Oh, bubble scare me. You can take it alone.
1: Oh,
3: to be very sad when this is a dwarf-sized tub, so it's plenty wide. But oh, not, I it will not get
0: a met. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
4: <Jesus laughs> fill it up halfway. Gina still drowns. I think I'll actually just go peer out the window shades
3: and glare at dwarfs who pass by.
4: Hey, you! I know <laughs> you
2: up to something.
3: So, about what time is it, Derek? Is this evening?
4: Ah, uh, yeah, probably seven or eight o'clock in the evening.
2: Uh, is, there a, is that is there a balcony? Yeah. I go out yeah. to the balcony. A nice and little
4: hay pile in there for, in the balcony for a buster.
2: I go out oh. to the balcony and uh, start fucking basically Part. swallowing Virginia Slims. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: now, the interesting thing about this being a Sky Citadel is it's also, like, all indoors. If that makes sense. It's a city that's, like, underground within, like, a mountain. So... So basically, if you smoke enough of those, to Gina, you're gonna choke yourself out. It might take weeks. Uh,
2: well, I'm stressed out a little bit, so that's fine.
1: I uh, go up to Gina. I have a a robe on and towel on my hair. Can I have one of those?
2: Uh, yeah. So, did you end up uh,
1: bathing with Charlie or no? No one will bathe with me. Is that real uh, quick? Is that weird? Be honest with
2: me. Someone, bathing with someone, or or not bathing with someone?
1: Bathing with someone.
2: I. That's a little bit um as the kids say these days, a little bit sexual. Oh, cute. That's what the kids say.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I didn't know that. Why did no one tell me? Yeah, you know,
0: plenty of kids are getting sexual in the baths these days.
2: <laughs> yeah, see, Charlie, Charlie's young. He's what? He's 27, 22? I, are Virginia Slims those, like, meat sticks, or are
1: those a type of cigarette?
2: <laughs> she was just biting down people, <laughs> on the That's why I was, like, so
1: confused.
2: <laughs> i was so just like,
1: strange. where did you get this?
0: That was pretty good. Clip that bit for the episode preview. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: so, Derek, we are locked in this room. Effectively. I
1: mean,
4: not necessarily locked. Uh, he suggested that maybe we shouldn't run away. Yeah, you shouldn't necessarily leave uh, wandering eyes and whatnot. Not that he thinks there'd be any trouble, it just might not be a...
5: So can I, should I go down to the bar to drink, or should I call or should I get, like, room service or oh, some sort? Oh, you
4: can, like, you can stay in the hotel, it's just going out on the city
2: streets, that might be the... A...
5: I'm gonna go After down to the, the bar, bar it's one, to I don't need a mini bar, I need a full bar. Does anyone want to mm-hmm. come with me?
2: I'll be down eventually.
3: Uh, I, I got guess...
0: window shades to deal with here.
3: I guess, I guess Teresia is going to do two things. She's going to just lay on the bed for like five minutes and stretch out. And then she's going to uh, get up, find a quiet corner, maybe a study. And she's, got a, she's got some writing to do. Uh, this is not another letter back home, although it will be one of those eventually. She's going to uh, put her recounting of her events that sends me to party into text form. Well, I can help you right. I'm a good writer. Oh, Charlie, it's okay. Uh, I, you know, you could do the same thing, though. It's always good to Good journal. Helps keep you balanced.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm not a good rememberer, though.
3: Well, yeah, that's why a journal's
0: great. You don't have time to forget. Yeah, but it's too late for that. I already
4: forgot everything. You, you can start, start with today. That's right. I'll start one today. I find myself sullen and lonely in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, mother. The <laughs> battlefield is gray and muddy. <laughs> the dwarves quiet coming over the hills. I um, do not even know that I am their enemy. For they might not be. <laughs> Uh, so, Laura, you find yourself at, at the bar. There's a, a handsome little bartender watching the uh, Duke-UNC game. It's tied. It's been tied for 30 minutes. It's <laughs> what an awful basketball game. <laughs> basketball, hasn't, basketball hasn't been invented yet, so they don't really know what they're doing. There, there's a lot of death around are just kind house. of
3: standing there with, like, a
0: tennis ball and a pole.
4: <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> and the ref's still Whistling. Foul, foul, technical. People are going
0: crazy drinking their beers, getting
5: ratty.
4: Dick Vitale being an asshole on the sideline. Diapers, but- diapers everywhere.
5: <laughs> it's five cent beer night all over again.
4: What are you drinking? Ale for now. Uh, he pours an ale.
5: I, I drink it immediately and put the mug down. All right, now let's
4: <laughs> He nods at you, takes the mug away, gets out another mug that's the same size, and goes. I have a feeling. And then he fills it up with the whiskey.
5: There's a member of my party that says bad things about dwarves, but I think he's a liar. Um, And then I'll probably just uh, see what's going on in this medium-tier tavern bar. I'll just watch Uh, the dwarves.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of um, anything. It's still early enough in the night where people aren't, like, drinking at the hotel bar. There's one dwarf in a a fancy business suit uh, reading reading the Krogadon world times globe Herald
5: all well said uh, I will I will remain uh, seated at the bar and just watch for people to come in for a while
4: after after a couple minutes of uh, just utter silence the uh, bartender says, haven't uh, seen you around uh, where are you traveling from
5: around I'll keep I'll keep I'll, I'll keep using uh, Laura's uh, it's my charisma score.
4: Not ah, great. It sounds like a five. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eight. Okay. Uh,
5: Very curt.
4: Yeah, with uh, typically the type of people we get around here are from around, uh, you'll fit right in.
5: Laura will nod. Certainly. A, keep... oh, go on.
4: Certainly a strange time to be traveling though.
5: Mm-hmm. Not the best.
4: Hmm. Pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Just, like, just looking at the the TV playing this farcical game. There's just corpses everywhere.
4: He finally gets the hint and just, like, gives you the whole bottle of whiskey and then just steps away.
5: And the dwarves aren't all bad. He's just wiping
4: his (laughs) on the bar for
3: three hours.
2: It's so clean.
1: (laughs) Do you want to go downstairs, Gina? Take shots? That'll help.
2: Well, I mean, yes. Uh, Hopefully it will be a smoking bar, though, because I got to
1: well, it's a smoking bar if I'm with you. And I'll like... Oh, God.
2: Uh, Penny only thinks she' meant she's going to intimidate people. Not, not at all what's actually being fun. Penny, look, I think you're a very nice girl. Um, and I'm glad we have worked through some of the conflict that we may have had earlier on during the block here. But um, I'm not sure what kind of vibe you're putting out here. And it's... Uh, that I would kill anyone who told me not to smoke? Oh, oh, what?
1: Oh, what thanks. was I implying did no, I do no, it again?
2: No, did it's I, fine. I didn't did know I... it's not. No it's... Next
1: you're gonna tell me I shouldn't wear my robe downstairs.
2: Yeah, well that's probably oh, a good no, idea. It's a bit no, ratty no, around uh, the in around okay. the middle area. I'm
1: just gonna go get dressed, okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, I will I will meet you down there. Um I will I will go find Laura and uh what uh, what do you, you want to drink, Penny?
1: I don't know. Just give me something uh
2: if, if, if Laura has to, how, how about a sex on the beach?
1: Uh, <laughs> now Gina's implying something. Uh, now uh, Penny's just gonna, like, nervously walk
2: away. Uh, Gina goes downstairs to the bar. I need some shots. I would like a vodka tonic with no tonic. And uh, Penny will take... Um, just Just give me your strongest drink that doesn't taste like absolute shit. Vodka tonic. No tonic. Two of them it is. Sounds good. Well, two. Well, these two are for me. Something. I will be coming back for a third shortly, but. Uh,
4: just, here's four.
2: Maybe. Okay. Per- perfect. Thank you. You've got some excellent service. Here's a here's a wonderful tip for you. And a I, single I tipped copper the, piece. <laughs> I tip the bartender well.
5: From um, here, I thought their specialty was just a bottle of whiskey.
2: Well, now I uh, sit at the table with Laura, but I am careful. I'm, but based on the way Laura is, is staring intently not at me, I uh, get the hint that I probably shouldn't talk to her.
5: I mean, I'm, th- I'm not even at a table. I'm at the bar, still.
2: So. Okay, well, then I am at the bar next to Laura. So How about the <laughs> Uh, As I walk downstairs,
1: I'm wearing currently uh, regular clothing.
4: There's just the bartender, the man at the table who's currently moved on to a newspaper called Dwarf Bart, um, and then Oh! And that's it. It's you
1: know, I, d- I always thought Bloomberg and Breitbart were the same newspaper until about two weeks ago. I mean, they kind of
2: are... One's focused more on business, though, and then the other one's focused more on Right. Uh, Nazis. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase this politely, insanity.
1: That's a good spell. Which one of these drinks is mine?
2: Um well there's four of them. Um I figured we'd both take two and see how the night goes. Based on how angry Laura looks, I would not touch the bottle of whiskey. It seems to have been emptied in that glass
1: though.
5: Well <laughs> I ate, well I I I drank what was in the glass and now I'm just drinking from the bottle.
2: Laura, is yeah. everything okay?
5: I'm the happiest I've been in like a month.
1: Is that all it takes, Laura? Like, if we're out and it's been a few months since you've drank and I gave you a bottle of whiskey, would you kill someone for me?
5: I generally try not to drink whenever we're out doing things, so.
2: Damn. Um, A responsible woman. You know, what? I don't think I ever asked you what your star sign was, Laura. You strike me as a Sagittarius.
5: I honestly don't know. It's never been a thing that I cared about.
2: I, um... So how uh, about these, uh, this uh, basketball game?
5: Well, you have missed a good chunk of it. We're only down to like third of the team left. It looks like they really, <laughs> need to, they really need to clear up these rules for a bit there. They just started hitting each other. That was fun. I put down the empty whiskey bottle and I just kind of like look over at the door. <laughs>
0: Charlie, Charlie walks into the bar and he wants to know, does anybody have a pencil?
2: Oh, I do.
0: Right. There's oh, actually right. a I pen- your pencil and walk off.
2: Uh Charlie <laughs> Charlie, run out of pencils. There's one in the drawer next to the Bible.
3: I think the one
4: will be fun. There's one in the spine of the book labeled Charlie's Journal. <laughs> you know
3: crazy, just using the fucking pen that came in the room. It's like
4: what the every third word go
1: <laughs> <Who> wrote this. <laughs> Who made this? So what are the chances I get that
2: pencil back? Uh probably zero percent. You know, you want Charlie, to take Charlie seems like a very nice kid, but um, I hate to say this, especially about a, a fellow Krogadonian, but uh, he doesn't seem like the brightest light bulb in the in the case. You, yeah, know, not,
3: yeah, you better mark that pencil out of, out of your materials pouch.
4: You <laughs> you the pencil. You're fucked. That's, That's true. true. And we fade to black. Sitting on a hay pile in a Krogadon hotel is a bird slowly chewing on a pencil. He swallows it. And we fade back. <laughs> no, I needed that pencil. Uh,
2: Charlie comes back three minutes later. Bust, Buster ate the first pencil.
4: Uh, the uh, dwarven gentleman in the corner uh, uh, coughs very loudly. And if you turn your heads to look, you notice on his dwarf bark newspaper, there's a very, very large headline as if the newspaper didn't know how to fill out a page other than just putting very, very large headlines uh, that speaks about uh, Nirmathi soldiers being captured outside the town.
1: Is Nirmathi us or them?
5: No, that's definitely
1: us. That's interesting. Well,
2: speak for yourself, because I'm them.
1: Uh, I walk up to the guy reading the newspaper. Um, sir? Can I see this real quick? Yeah, Thanks. I take the newspaper
4: and then I walk away. Uh, and he pulls out one called Dwarf Front.
5: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe This bar's kind of giving a weird vibe all of a sudden. Is there, there no any in the bar I put...
2: great again.
1: All right, I take, the, I take the newspaper and I put it down. I can't
2: read more of it. But... Well, I can. As someone yes. who comes from Fragadon, I know all about dwarfs. I do speak Dwarvish. I'm not as uh, knowledgeable of their culture as uh, others that live in this city. I come from a rather insular community, focused specifically on crime and gnomes.
4: Uh, the article speaks <laughs> of <about> dirty foreigners <laughs> being captured outside
2: of the town. and uh, So wait, Krogadon what? captured the Nomathi soldiers? Yes. But why is- well,
5: this is from, what did you say it was, Derek? Dwarf Bart? Dwarf Bart? I don't know if this uh, this particular newspaper is 100 percent reputable or uh, their spin. Wait, uh, are we saying that
2: we are the ones that were captured.
5: Yeah, no, we. Yeah. This is an older copy; it's about a week old. That's interesting. I wonder if that was.
2: But, uh,
4: the only thing, uh, as as you read further, the article notes that the only things that haven't been kept from the citizens who require and desire truth is code names for these soldiers. A Toller and a
1: Greenleaf.
4: Oh know those these dudes... words are
5: terrible at writing.
1: These are <laughs> Laura, I can get them out in seven minutes. Um,
5: we probably shouldn't do that. Okay. If, if you said that they haven't been executed, they're probably in a similar situation to us.
2: But uh, okay, yeah. But hold on a second. bartender uh,
5: More more vodkas.
2: Yeah, also I'm a little drunk here and we're trying to read this newspaper and it says that there were Narmati soldiers captured last week. What the fuck does Krogonon have against Well,
4: uh, I, I don't know the story 100% and you're probably not going to get the story from that paper. And he eyes the, the guy I was <laughs> reading across the table and the guy kind of looks down ashamed of himself. But in his heart you know he's not. Uh, rumor is is they uh, found a battalion of Nirmothi soldiers, and obviously, we're in the middle of a war type situation, obviously, between us and uh, the Malthuni government. So, finding soldiers is never a good
2: thing. So, they yeah, but like the enemy <coughs> of my enemy is my friend. Since when is Nirmathi working well, with the Malthuni? Well,
4: that's why they took them in, is to figure out. Enemy or friend. So apparently let the band of men go and just took in the two officers.
2: Yeah, uh, well, who the fuck not- do we gotta talk to to get more information about this?
4: Uh, Robert
2: Government. Yeah,
5: These people we're go- gonna talk to tomorrow.
4: Good luck getting an audience with them,
2: though.
5: <laughs> <way> oh! <more>. <laughs> <laughs> fade to
4: vodka
2: black. Panda, you've been extremely helpful, but also go fuck yourself. This vodka tonic has way too much tonic and not enough vodka. It's straight she's still right
4: you you all should probably go to bed
5: yeah I drank two fifths of whiskey I'm not as good as I used to be I'm gonna go to bed past nine o'clock on a Sunday I can't sell alcohol
1: anymore (laughs) the crocodile is known for its blue locks I've
5: never heard of a dry dwarf but okay
1: as I walk past the uh, as I walk past the the, the probably conservative dwarf I'm just gonna tap on him and he's gonna slowly turn greater visible
3: Oh, God, you can, you, can, you can commit hate crimes now, Kevin. <laughs> okay.
2: Charlie! Charlie, I got a dwarf that's up to something.
3: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Charlie has been uh, drawing what he thinks might be what a dwarf looks like in his journal.
4: <laughs> As there's multiple them walking out.
0: Distinctly like a mantis shrimp. <laughs>
4: There's 20 dwarfs in the pool below your balcony right now.
0: He also has used the pencil to draw on the side of his door a little four-foot measuring tape inch by inch that says, must be this tall to enter.
2: Uh, Gina enters and does not reach the the height that's on the door.
0: Charlie has rigged up a paint can that comes down and hits Gina in the head, Home Alone style.
3: Alright, uh do you give me a survival check for the trap. Uh Gino, go ahead and roll me in a post-perception.
2: Check. <laughs> okay, let me see here.
3: Oh no, the water bug gets
5: you around the head, Gina. I'm so sorry.
2: Charlie, what the fuck?
5: It seems I admire the What tra- the
2: fuck are you doing in
5: here? Did you read the sign?
2: Charlie, I'm not a fucking dwarf.
0: Well, I didn't say no dwarfs allowed, that would be racist. It said nobody under this height allowed.
2: Well, I was going to tell you about a dwarf down in the bar that you could fuck up, Oh, now- God,
0: don't tell me about that. That's awful. Why didn't you guys fuck him up? I kind of did. Okay, good.
5: So yeah, after know. they went up, I walked back down and I bought. You know
0: what, Penny? I'm reconsidering that path. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta go to bed. Um-
5: yeah, I'm, uh...
2: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta Wrap wake up, up a little you. bit earlier than the rest of you because um, I'm gonna need about three, meh, Well, let's just say two hours in the shower to uh, take care of this gorgeous monstrosity. And she gestures towards her hair. Cool. Oh, I so cool. glad you didn't gesture down. <laughs> just what do you think it comes from?
5: Powerful dwarven bush.
1: Oh.
4: Or
1: <laughs> That's not
4: quite what I was going for,
1: but
5: I'm gonna go raid the minibar and go to bed. <laughs> Good night, everyone.
4: You find one of those the, the crunchy M&Ms, the ones in the blue bag.
2: Ooh, uh, just one M. One minute. <laughs> A single M.
4: Um, okay, so uh, if you when you go to sleep, um, Buster's in the corner chewing on a pen cap. We'll Pencil eraser. Go <laughs> drift lazily to sleep. And I mean, you wake up early or whatever. but Charlie literally, literally takes his eye
0: open so he sleeps with one eye
4: open. <laughs> you've seen so many doors, Charlie? They're just in and out of your room. No, but you've got, per- you've got sleep paralysis, so you can't do anything about it. They're not sure. real, they're not real. they're not real. they're not real. <laughs> so about nine o'clock in the morning, there is a knock on your door.
1: Come in. The door. That's not how hotel doors work. Uh, I got it. I go over and open the door. Currently drying my hair. Hello. <laughs> uh,
4: it's uh, uh, Mister L- Mister Lightbrand.
1: Hello, Mister Lightbrand. How can I help?
4: You? I I have some news for you. Oh, I'll uh, say it.
1: Hopefully, it'll be good. Wait, hold on. Come in the room. Come in the room. Does everybody have clothes on?
4: Uh,
3: Teresia walks up from behind, like full no. armor on. Teresa walks up from behind, a changing drape, and her armor has clearly been polished.
2: Uh oh, yes. you look lovely. Well thank you, Penny She is over the uh small kitchenette table making bombs for the day. There's <laughs> a mysterious level of smoking <laughs> happening. And there's a there's a dwarf part newspaper sitting right next to you that's uh, She slowly pushes the magazine under the table.
3: Well, when you think about it, the Tours really were the first deep
5: states. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that. oh. Uh, that was so good, but I think I don't think I'll ever forgive you for that.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to pretend I haven't seen any of this and tell you all that uh, I have secured a meeting with the Evenhand Synod. Uh, in three days' time, that is obviously in a time of war, the fastest Ooh, we could get them together. Uh, we'll be moving you into the uh, some royal arrangements in the palace uh, later. If you want, you can stay here if you prefer.
1: You know, we might, it just depends on the aesthetic there. Um, we did have a couple of our um, almost ambassadors from Nirmathos here. Um, very important to well our country, and our people. Um, We were hoping we could check in on them and see if they were okay. Uh,
4: You're referring to, I assume, uh, Mr. Tuller and Mr. Greenleaf?
1: Yes. Yes.
4: Oh, yes. They're they're at the uh, palace. They said, uh, huh, oh, it's you all. They said that people would be coming for them.
5: Well, okay. Yep,
4: They're they're at the palace now. You can go see them if you want.
1: Wonderful. Are any of them in chains?
4: Not in chains, no.
1: Or in cages. Uh,
4: Forbidden from leaving their very fancy hotel room.
5: Well,
1: that's
4: good. If they're truly with you, we can grant them all the freedoms that you all have been uh, offered. That would be nice. Anyway, uh, three dates time. Uh, Six o'clock in the evening, we will meet in Dining Hall in the palace. Uh, There you will speak to a four-member panel. Uh, Given the nature of the inquiry... Some more higher-ranking members of our government have uh, asked to be on the synod. Uh, there is Lady Hikal Balatam. Uh, she is an aristocratic woman. She is the most junior member of the synod. She's uh, in charge of commerce in the city, which is why she found her way onto the synod. Uh, the uh, there is, of course, Exemplar Tharamira Great Hammer. Uh, she's the daughter of the King of Kravino. She would normally be referred to as a princess, of course, but that is not the uh, path she's chosen in life. You see, she became an exemplar, a paladin of Trud, so she uh, gave up the name Princess to uh, better serve her religious uh, duties. And then, of course, uh, you have uh, Good Prince Gorm himself. Not often does he come out for these sort of events. Um and then you have uh the Royal Archive Iscar Burton
2: Lightbrand. That's that's you, right? <laughs> yeah, I almost got you though, didn't I? No, you didn't. No. no, but um, you know, we didn't wanna be disrespectful because you have been rather kind to us. Um I have a question for you, Mr. Lightbrand. Yes. Uh, so what is the Synod going to gonna ask us about? Like, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but some of us aren't the best at uh, public speaking and just, you know, speaking in general.
4: Um, yes,
2: I, did. I didn't seem to notice you had about a, what, seven charisma? Yeah. some. Well, not just me. Some of us, uh, yeah, the, you know, Laura here, my friend, uh, she's horrible at speaking in, in watch groups. And uh, so I was just wondering if we could get kind of like a head start on the interview questions. Um,
4: not necessarily questions. Uh, They'll be just asking we'll just be asking you to uh, tell the tale of how you got here, and that includes any details you might find uh, appropriate from the very beginning. Uh,
1: This will be easy. We're both at war with the Malthun, so we're all probably on the same
4: side. We're looking for more specifics. Uh, you come saying something was stolen. We'd like to try to gets down to how you came to know this information.
1: Oh, well, we're attacked. Well, yeah, I guess we'll have time for that.
2: Yes. We, we, we'll, we'll talk about this at the meeting and uh, it's been. Uh, thank you for giving us that information. Now, um, uh, I uh, think and, uh, um, well, yeah, thanks for your time. Uh, it's been it's been wonderful. Uh, we'll see you in, a, in in three days' time. And Trina starts nervously smoking a cigarette. Well, if you need anything, I I will be able to act as a guide about the city. Just.
0: Well, I'm from Crocodon, I know my way around. Hey Mr. White. Yes. I'm
4: yes. nowhere in
2: Occupants. <laughs> H- okay. That's interesting. Goodbye.
3: Uh wait. Oh, I, oh, wait. I do have a question. Yeah, good Lord. Lord. Gina decided to end that conversation for us. I believe Laura has a question.
5: <laughs> so uh the are we allowed to visit the palace? One of the uh one of the prisoners is my son. That's where we're going,
4: I guess. Um, Yes, uh, you'll be living there. I mean, obviously, there's certain parts of the palace that will be off limits. Of course. The living (laughs) quarters. The (laughs) toilet. Yes, only Mm -hmm. the toilet of the king himself. You can go anywhere else, including the queen's toilet. Um, Yes, sir.
5: (laughs) You can work strange customs, but I respect it, I guess. (laughs)
4: He'll, He'll be in the same living quarters area as you are, so you're free to visit him.
3: And good Lord Dwarf, if I may, could I perhaps... Have a religious dispensation to visit your Temple of Iomedic
4: Yeah, you could probably just walk in
3: Well, that was kind of the plan, but I didn't want to, you know, do that without telling you
4: first. Uh, he, uh (laughs) tells you kind of where it is, and if you you need a map he is an archivist, so he could pull one out of his pocket.
3: Uh, I wouldn't want to bother you I can already feel the tug at my heartstrings
1: Can I get the directions to the Temple of Norderberg here? <laughs> uh, I you know, is I, I start
4: where the dwarf Dwarf Bart magazine? Works? <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: man,
3: I'm bad is Norgiver, dude.
1: I just, sure I just. I'm sure you're a hard. Not, you know.
4: nice <laughs> Not joking that much. And then, if, unless I, you, uh, in the back there, uh, Charlie. I take it. We've got word uh, your father would like to see you sometime in the next couple days. Mm, No, but he said pretty please.
0: That doesn't sound like him.
5: Usually, the
0: new
4: Dungeon Strike DLC. That's not
3: DLC. You don't even know what you're
5: talking about. (laughs) Even I know that's how that works.
4: He bought you skins.
3: Oh god, Charlie's MMR decay must be killer right
4: now. One's a bird skin. Oh, I had my brother play for me.
0: He's in Isn't your brother in prison? That's what I said. He's in prison. They let him game in there. He's rich. It's kind of like a cushy Martha Stewart-style prison.
1: Oh, oh, sure.
4: I guess goodbye. Good day, uh, sir. Yeah. Okay. So, mechanically, how the Synod works is you're going to get four segments of storytelling. If you can present an argument that a certain check would be appropriate for telling the story I will accept it and we can get a little deeper into it when we get there but there are four segments uh, and four tales you have to tell first is the story of how fedar fell and how you re-established the uh, the refugees in the second is how turnsonardo Rangers were rescued third is all of the stuff that happened leading up to and during long Shadow and then fourth is, you know, book four. So you're telling the story book one's two, three, four.
5: Yeah, I wish we had a bard.
4: And you can use, like, the book specifically says you can, like, use Handle Animal to make the the animal uh, act out some of the events or whatnot. So it it could be anything. Uh, there are penalties for the same PC doing stuff twice in a row or too much. So I um, guess in this time, you guys could kind of... Figure out the story you want to tell or uh, figure out ways to, uh, you know, clear up your gaps.
1: Hear me out. There are magic items that give us uh, an ability to do a skill quite well. Um, and I like gesture to my headband. This one, it allows me to, if, if any of you put it on, just on a whim, you'd be able to know a plethora of knowledge of history. And at least that's what this one does.
2: Well, see, I was thinking that I could hold a seance. And, uh, cause, um, you know, a lot of the people, what concerned me about Mr. Mr. Lightfoot's, uh, uh, request is that a lot of the people that uh, originated, uh, hold on. It's not Lightfoot. It's, uh,
4: uh Light Brand.
2: Short Light, Brand. Light Brand. I'm sorry. Yeah, short Brand. Short Brand. Anyway, that the left guy that seemed a bit concerned about the magazine that I've been gunpowder. using to, uh, hold my gunpowder is, um, you know, most of the people in the in the beginning part, um, no offense, Laura, but the dead.
5: Pretty much all me and my son are the other ones who were here for uh, pre-siege.
2: So I'm just saying that maybe we could hold a seance and get the information directly from the spirits. That, I don't know that, that, if that, that would
5: that, go over Super well, but I suppose we could try.
2: No, we don't do it. We don't do it at the synod meeting. That's you know that's very gauche. I more like you know we have a seance beforehand. We get that information, and on a meta level, I could use you know profession psychic to tell part of the story because I will be leaving the seance. But on a non-meta level, I think that the information that we got of the spirit from the spirits would just you know. Help clarify the information that we tell Mr. Short Brand Lightfoot. I
1: suppose can we
2: could we pay a dwarf bar to help us? I, I, that's a bit, um, also gauche.
1: if gauche means go for it, or is gauche means don't go for it?
2: It means a touch tack, it's like a weird type of cheese. No, that's a- that's roche for it. Oh, no, I'm thinking of
4: Brie. I also don't know if a bard is going to necessarily help you in this situation because even like a knowledge history check isn't going to help convey like specific details of what happened.
5: Yeah, Um, I do have knowledge, local and survival, which could probably help explain like the first two chapters pretty easy or I could help.
3: Uh, Teresia would personally feel confident telling either basically any part of the story since she's been here. And I have decent knowledge religion, and I also have performed sing, if we want to go that way with it. Um, So I can uh, handle that pretty reliably. I mean, you know, plus 17 to knowledge religion, so I feel somewhat confident in that role not being shit. So
5: What if Syracuse is up here and she could do an interpreter dance? The way I'm looking at it right now is the only problem areas you guys are going to have are... um,
4: books one and two um laura can probably cover most of book one but i think it will rely on her like being able to relay information about what happened to you all
5: um is there any way we could bring daniel
4: uh potentially
5: yes because he would know a lot more about like part two because he was at that point he was part of the militia and was helping you scouting
1: i could have just lied there if you wanted
2: no no, no lying. I, I think I could do pretty good at it.
5: Yes, I'm sure you're an excellent liar, but we do need the truth right now.
2: Look, what? How? How do I have to convince you that I, I want to summon the spirit of my dead nephew? I don't understand that I just think that's going to be as successful
1: as me lying.
5: He might be able to. He was there for. Wait, was he
1: there for part two?
5: When? Did, when was Truxton's absence?
1: Uh, he left right after we got done with the first half.
4: I will say, so Laura can convey the story of the first. I don't know I don't know Jeff if Gorgo would have had a diary or a journal or whatever. I don't know if uh, Greg would have. Daniel could certainly help if in any circumstance just to uh, tell the story to you all. Um, Wait, was Greenleaf
5: at the part of the Rangers?
4: Uh yes. That's he's, what I was thinking. He's saying. probably you know how many games yeah. he's missed over the past few days he's been here? <laughs> Uh, Cobb Greenleaf was rescued at Isabarak's Ford, So he honestly would probably be more helpful in the book
5: two section
4: uh, than Daniel.
5: We should grab him. So I can do part one. He can help us do part two.
4: So I think just somewhere you're going to have to figure out a way to get information about a little bit of book one and two. Uh, Is there anything you want to do in these three days? Either personally, or to get the information you need to make this thing go well.
5: I gotta go see my dad. Uh, I would definitely like to go check on uh, Greenleaf and my son.
3: Does anyone want to come meet my dad with me? He's an
5: asshole. I, uh-huh. would,
3: I would happily go with you, uh, Charlie, but you have to go to church with me. Uh, there's a lot of swords. So. Are there dwarves there? Actually, that's what I really care about. Well, the whole city's full of them, so I'm not
4: gonna see yeah, them. I'm now. not going. Okay, well. Charlie, your father's a dwarf. <laughs>
0: ever say, my
3: father, we have our disagreements, but he's not a dwarf. <laughs> he somehow literally is a dwarf. Charlie doesn't know he's adopted.
5: <laughs> he's just so stupid. In my head right now, I'm still thinking that Charlie doesn't even know what a dwarf is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been trying
1: to
5: convey. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we walk outside and he's just walking around tracking on just normal. And then we're like, we're all just looking at him very confused.
1: Wait, yeah, because he's from Kragodon and like,
0: he's, oh god. He's just not very worldly.
4: Charlie, you wander the streets of Kragadon. Uh Maybe you forgot how to get home. Maybe you've never left the palatial estate that you live on. You find uh, a pretty good back way to get there that avoids all of the larger dwarven locales. Uh, you see one in the distance. But it turns out it was just a crow, so you you avoid dwarves for the most part the whole way there. You uh, approach the gates of one of the larger estates in Krog- uh, The You approach the uh, guard at the gate. Master Charlie, you're home. We... I'm just getting my shit and going,
0: okay? I don't hmm. want to talk to you. You wouldn't let me climb stuff or do anything fun, so let me in.
4: Never thought you'd be home, but... Uh... Go ahead. Not for so long, so enjoy this view while it lasts. Uh, he stares gleefully into Charlie's ass. <laughs> so yeah, you get into the estate. Uh, what do you do? Good. Uh, your voice echoes. Uh, a uh, a non-dwarf butler uh, approaches. And who got in the house? Oh, Master Charlie.
0: Oh my god. Not another one of these greetings. I can't stand small talk. You know where my PC is? Is it did you box it up? Did you make like my old room a guest room or something, or is it still plugged in as a fond memento?
4: Uh, he left it there. He just put all of his fish and fish paraphernalia oh, in the room Jesus with it. Christ. All right. He keeps talking about it. shrimps. Would you? Would you like me to get him for you? My dad? No, I really just want the computer. But I guess you can. He he scurries away. Your father, I guess. Uh, while you're boxing up your computer, why am I doing this? Well, you're boxing up a cardboard box that you did puppet shows in as a child and pretending... No, it's a computer. Come on, man. Okay. This is how the podcast is going to get away from the fantasy setting. Oh, boy. Just for a minute, dude. I'm just
0: getting my computer and taking off. You made it very clear what you think about me, okay? Dad?
4: I, I sent you out to do your brother's job. That, that I trusted you.
0: Yeah, well, look, I bet I'm so rusty right now. You knew what my real passion was. Plus, I got it done anyway, whatever it was that you wanted me to do.
4: That's, uh, that's what I've heard, boy. Things have changed since you've left. Oh, yeah? Yeah, your your brother's, he's out of jail. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Of course, you know what that means, right? Yeah, dude, game night. Probably most beneficial to you, uh, is you do not have to carry on the family's legacy anymore. Well, that's also good news, yeah. You always like doing work and stuff. You can just kind of... Fuck around and do whatever you want. No more critting Morlocks for you. Well, I'll let the group know. am uh, sure they'll be just as
0: excited to get rid of me as I am to go. Uh, the
4: other thing uh, might be harder to hear. What's that? I need it back. You know what? My computer? No. <laughs> well, I'll just get you, I'll build you a cheaper one. I need...
0: What do uh, you even use it for? Like, Excel? i order fish on it. Yeah, that'll be, I'll get you a Chromebook. It'll be just fine.
4: Oh, you know, I've been looking at the specs, so it's is the RAM good on those?
0: Well, it's not really the RAM you got to worry about these days anymore. But anyway, what
4: what is it? It's <laughs> not the computer. I need I need your brother's birthright back. The sword. Okay. Oh yeah, you can have it. Okay. Cool. Goodbye. All right. Play
0: <laughs> Charlie. Uh, dude, that that was the most pleasant interaction we've had in years. By the way, what's up? Charlie. First, oh, who's doing that? That's not good. You promised you wouldn't give me up, Charlie. Well, yeah, but that was. You're a sword. Who cares, man? What are you going to do? Lay on the ground and be metal?
4: If you truly choose to give up this power, you choose to give me up. This is a choice you cannot come back from. Charlie's out the door at this point. (laughs) All right, goodbye. As Charlie walks out the door... Does Charlie have a last name, or does his family have a last name? Nope. Okay. Charlie's brother, Francis... uh, comes out of one of the side rooms and approaches charlie's father of house and says oh, it was that was s- simple yes it was it really hasn't changed at all although at this point i don't know if this is good enough teresia finds a church in the center of croganon uh not like perfect center but around the temple of trud there are <clears throat> several off-brand churches, uh, off-shooting churches.
3: Oh, excuse you,
4: <laughs> <laughs> other churches. There so you go. <laughs> uh, that surrounds surround the uh, temple Tread because they're worse in every way. Teresa walks in or walks in, uh, flashes a holy symbol or whatever, and she's uh, granted access. Uh, what would you like to accomplish?
3: So first thing I do because it's been a while, I walk Power. Uh, right down the center aisle. Uh, approach the altar, get down on one knee, pull my sword out, hold it up at my head height, and I start doing my prayers. That goes off for about fifteen minutes while some otherwise interrupted. And then uh, after I get my prayers done I'm breathing that good, sweet Iomade air at the church. I will then look for oh goodness, <laughs> probably the church archivist or whomever would at this uh, location likely be in charge of uh, records.
4: Uh, yeah, this this church actually has seeing as it's in Krauganana Dwarven he has a pretty large library. Okay, uh, I, will, I will find the head librarian. Uh, you find what's a good librarian name, Sam? Susan. Okay, you find you find a dwarf named Susan Book Sword. Ooh, Susan Book it Anthony.
1: The <laughs> you say
4: Susan Book Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find <heard> <laughs> You find, a, you find a, a dwarf named Susan Book Anthony. Who runs the library in this church. uh, She she can vote. Totally good. (laughs) And she's not in jail. She's kind of (laughs) racist. Oh, my child. Were you searching for something?
3: We're all searching, sister. Uh, My name is Teresa Flamebreaker. I am a war priest from the High Temple in
4: Magnamar. It's not often we get people from Magnamar around these parts, especially recently. Uh, Is there anything I can help you with? I certainly hope so. Uh, she'd also like the right to vote. That would be great, actually. Um, uh, she hands you a voter registration card?
3: Well, you know, I've, I've been burning my bra since I was 14, so this is perfect. Um, so, I was sent to this region of the world. Something of a quest for knowledge, and uh, as these things often go, it became complicated. I have both a gift and a quest.
4: Let's, let's start with the quest. Yes. Uh, not, not to be greedy.
3: Yeah. Tell me, Susan, what do you know of the prophecies of the Heralds?
4: Prophecies of the Heralds? You mean... Yes. The prophecies of Iomedae?
3: Oh, no. Oh. That, who she inherited from, Susan.
4: Herodon. Herodon had many prophecies. I do not know... We're talking specifically about prophecies about Heralds, prophecies about Iomedae?
3: Yes. Uh, Susan, why don't we sit in a side study, because
4: I have quite the tale for you. Okay. It's, it's strange that I get a request that... Uh... I can't immediately answer, but yes, of course. The knowledge is
3: most certainly powerful, though, in what ways I know not how. Uh, but I also believe it could be dangerous. To be perfectly frank with you, I'm not sure if I'll be around to give it to the Magnum Art Temple.
4: You have a very, very deep archive.
3: Yes, that's why I prepared uh, a copy of this. And I uh, do hand her my, uh, basically a copy of my journal and other musings I created last night. Uh, that details my questing so far in this region from heading out to Magnamar to more or less the current day. This will document my travels and things I've seen and heard. Obviously, I'm not a scholar like yourself, so some of the finer points of esoterica are not clear to me.
4: Oh, I understand you don't know everything, but if what you say is true, this could have very far-reaching... I will, of course, take this book. i probably get one of the adepts to copy it, make several copies, and we will send one to Magnamar. I will do my best to search for information in our countless tomes of Eridan to see if we can find any reference to this. We'll send, send it to the Thai Temple, of course, uh, along with your writings. Perhaps I'll send you word if we find anything important. Um, I would also ask if you can provide
3: any insight on the following matter. I'm supposed to present my travels to the Synod in a hearing in two days' time. They know not of the Heralds, and to be frank, I'm not sure if I'll tell them of them. They do want to know how I came to the city. Can you perhaps offer assistance in understanding them and how they think and what they may view favorably or not so favorably?
4: Honestly, when we first came to the city hundreds of years ago, we sat in front of the Synod, obviously not me, but the temple sat in front of the Synod to uh, request... A land for a temple we had to convince them if it works the same way that it worked back then and that has been documented here these dwarves being of high royalty don't get out very often they like a, a good tale uh, but most of all they they want to know why you want what you want and that means deep understanding and deep detail so the more you can tell them about the, the whole story. In our, in our time, we had to relay the entire history of Aradin and Yobadei, even though they already knew some of it. And then we gave a personal account, or they gave their personal accounts of who they were and why they wanted to come here. So just be open, be honest, be truthful, be studious and detailed. This is all I really can tell you. Thank you, Susan. I do
3: have one other small question. And I know this is a touchy subject, but it is important to me. Are there rumors or confirmations of any active cells
4: of the Midnight Lord in the city, Zond Huthan? Mm, there are worshippers that pop up every once in a while. Oftentimes, in criminal hearings, they come out and kind of just confess their lives to Zan. Uh But no organized structures that we know of no
3: well I won't dive into it here it brings me too much pain to speak about that but if you examine chapter 3 of that journal you'll see that I've had some recent encounters with someone close to me who's fallen under the sway of the Prince of Pain
4: um I would like to offer for your help in, I, I can see you've been hurt in many ways I won't get into it but I would like to offer my condolences and a gift perhaps that might help you either in your visit with the Senator. or Other reasons, and she hands you a scroll. Oh, a magical scroll!
3: When I flip down the title, what do I think it is? You think it's a scroll of commune? Well, this will come in handy in the very near future. Thank you, Susan. With everything that's happening in this city, I hope you have the followers training for combat.
4: I wish you well, Gerasia. And one last thing: remember to vote Tuesday, November (laughs) third. Of
3: course, Susan Book Anthony. I would never think (laughs) otherwise.
4: <laughs>
3: need to take my Do the dwarf require voter IDs? I don't
4: think <laughs> they take holy symbols. <laughs> What's to come next? Uh I will. Is anybody going with Gina or is this a solo mission?
2: What what'd you say, Penny? Were you happy? Uh ju- you know, I'm just gonna I I gotta go with you? Uh no. I got I'm just you know, you you remember how I said I was gonna uh get my we're gonna have a seance and uh, summon back the spirit of my nephew. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he's he's fucking dead, so it's gonna probably be a little bit painful. But um, I, I just gotta, you know, go buy a few uh, things to, to prepare for that and uh, retrieve my my crystal ball and, and all all that stuff. I like, I'll I'll be back in like fifteen minutes. Don't worry about it. Not a problem. Here, have a few have a few cigarettes. I'll I'll be I'll be back. Uh, uh I'll be I'll be back shortly
1: And I'm not wanted ah uh, good luck with your crystal ball yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely you know I'll be back soon Well, you know we can go shopping after what you know, anything I'll, I'll see you later
1: moment she walks out the door I'm gonna cast a disguised self
4: <laughs> Gina you make your way to uh well where are you going okay.
2: there is a uh a small uh not really storefront but like a Basically, medical office uh, downtown with a with a small apartment above it, and she slips into the waiting room. Oh, Gina's uh, good. Good to see you back. Is
4: this a receptionist, or is this? Yeah, she's uh, she's got those long clickety clackety nails, and she's just kind of filing them down with her knees her legs on the desk, and she's smoking like a misty menthol six hundred. Gotcha. Hey uh hey Barbara, is uh is Tony in? Yeah, you know, Tony uh he's uh with a client right now in the five minutes probably. You wanna see him?
2: Yeah. Cool. I'm uh, sure he'll uh,
4: cut it off for some for you know, you.
2: Yeah, it's it's been a while. I gotta I got a favor to ask him if he uh whenever he's free. What uh, shop is this? Uh there's a sign out front that says uh Tony Pendleton, uh practicing psychiatrist. Is he a Pendleton? He he took Gina's name. Okay. Yeah, I'll,
4: I'll, I'll grab Mr. Tony for you. Ah, uh, she uh, swivels around in her
1: chair and yells,
4: Tony, Gina's here! And then she swivels back.
1: I'm oh, walking wow. okay, at this point. I look like a very <laughs> different woman. I have the same hair, same clothes, uh, but a very different face. Uh, Gina's
2: she- pretty preoccupied. I'm not even going to try and note it. Like, Hey, ma'am, are you here for an appointment?
4: And uh, Penny starts... Uh, chatting up Barbara and then and a little light goes on in the desk and Barbara looks over to Gina.
2: he looks like he's ready for you. I, I mean he can come out here like it doesn't we don't have to, it doesn't have to be private, like Oh, okay. Tony! She
4: said the not have to be private. And uh, uh he's he's a gnome too, I assume. Yes. Uh a stout man. Got a certain handsomeness to his face, but very uh very uh put together, walks out. Gina, Gina, darling, you, uh, back from your adventures?
2: Uh, yeah, um, I just hear, can I have the key to the apartment upstairs? I just gotta get, I gotta, I gotta, I left some of my stuff behind and I need it for something in, uh. Yeah, no, no problem.
4: Uh, he reaches in his pocket, flicks you the keys. Did you find him?
2: But, But he's, he, I don't really want to talk about this right now, Tony. Oh, oh goodness. Oh my. You want me to bake you some muffins? So oh, do you you something. God damn
4: it, Tony, just... do, do you need to talk? I'm always here to no. talk to Gina.
2: Tony, we're not together any I don't, I, don't...
4: So I, I know, I know, but I'm I'm we're not together, but I'm here.
2: It, it sounds like
1: she's telling you no, son. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, at this point Gina does turn around. Who the fuck are you? Sorry, I'm just here to
1: get an appointment. I just couldn't help but overhearing. I, I should stay oh, out of
4: it. I, I, I assume you're Mister, Mrs. O'Brady. Yes. Why um, don't Why don't you uh, head into the office? Uh, there's some muffins <laughs> in there. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. There's a small questionnaire on the on the table. Just uh, fill it out, and we'll figure out what's going on.
1: Thank you, Sonny. Um, where's the bathroom? I'm um, for at the old bladder. It's
4: oh, 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 goodness! And he uh he slides his arm into yours. I'll walk you there, Miss
1: okay. Silver. I've never had a young man grab my arm so well before. <laughs> well, uh,
4: like, like I say to my ex-wife over there, I'm I'm here for my patients, even if they are mostly bipolar.
2: Jeez, Christ. Uh, while this is going on, Gina, Gina slips up real fast at the apartment and uh, grabs her, her crystal ball, a variety of, of crystals, some uh, different sage wands, a uh, couple astrology charts, and a variety of different candles. Okay. And then slips back down. As you walk out the door, Pity is
1: at the door. Oh, sorry, is this the bathroom? No, you know what? Fuck okay, it. I didn't
4: expect to do this, but we're going to do this. Uh, Gina leaves, and, um, Tony, Tony ushers Mrs. O'Brady into his office. <laughs> down on the chair and said, shuts the door, Mrs. O'Brady, uh, why don't you tell me what's been going
1: on? it's been,
4: is this the bathroom? No, this is your psychiatrist's office. You made an appointment. No. Tell me why you made an appointment. I've been having some troubles lately. Aren't, don't we all have troubles? you care to maybe elaborate? This is a safe spot. You can tell me anything. In a rough few days. I can tell by your face. It seems to be rolling off a little bit.
1: I didn't have time to do makeup this morning. Ever since... <laughs> okay. Ever, since, ever you know, since my husband left me.
4: <laughs> you know, the most important thing when you're feeling bad is you try. You put some effort in and you do what you think is best for
1: yourself. Um, right now, I think what's best for myself is to go to the restroom. Oh, you've, you've already been, sweetheart. Oh, then why do I feel like I need to go?
4: Uh, he casts a spell or some bullshit and you don't have to go anymore. Now tell me what's
1: actually wrong. Ooh, that was impressive. Did you, uh, did my, I think my son could do that. Well, tell me about your son. Oh. Oh. Is, is it hard? Yes, my typical husband left with him. So long ago, and I haven't really seen him since. Do you know why he left? My husband or my son?
2: My son, was,
1: my son was eight. He didn't know. My husband probably lied to him about it. Just like he kind of lied to me my entire life. So do you have resentment toward this man? Maybe... <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Have you
4: Have you tried talking to him or your son about it?
1: You know, I I'm not the talking type usually. Plus, every time he talks, he just upsets me with the way he speaks. And every time, I don't just, you'd think a man would, who wanted to have a child with you, and then all of a sudden leaves, and then comes back and takes him away. I'm just, you, you'd really think, wouldn't you?
4: Just let it out. This is a safe, safe
1: spot. Stop saying it's a safe fucking spot. It's a safe spot oh. for me, not for you. It's so mm-hmm. safe. <laughs>
5: I'm very concerned where this is going.
1: God, you know what? You know what? I understand why your wife left you.
5: (laughs) It's probably the murder.
1: I'm leaving. All right. Also, your office smells like feet.
5: I'm just going to walk out. Goddamn, what the hell is wrong with you, Penny?
4: Uh, We find ourselves in the palace. Uh, Laura. And I guess anybody else who would like to go, if anybody is wanting to.
5: I take the Draugr with me.
4: <laughs> cool, a voice I gotta remember.
5: No, uh, no, no. No, I'm kidding.
4: Uh, yeah, um, amongst a series of guards, and God, there's a lot of guards and butlers in this episode. Uh, they take you to Daniel and Cobb Greenleaf, park of Cobb's room. And uh, you... You greet them, he, uh, Daniel hugs you, uh, Cobb salutes you. Oh, mother, they told us you were here, but, uh, you know, you can't really believe anything anybody says until you see it with your own eyes.
5: It's true, these dwarves are strange. But I see they've treated you fairly?
4: Mm, absolutely. Uh, this was the the deal when we were captured. Uh, they didn't find any real threat from us, but they said that we couldn't have foreign troops Hanging out outside in the war zone, so we sent our men back, and they offered to put us up. Especially after we told us, told them there were people coming for us. I don't think they quite believed us, but here we are.
5: That's fair. And what happened to the rest of your men? Are they just?
4: I uh, went back to Long Shadow. Uh, we received word from Crawbar about a week ago. They all made it back. That's uh, good. One with a a hook in his cheek, but knowing old Jeremy, that's probably something he did to himself. Dumb piece of shit. I I don't recall this, Jeremy. So, uh, so what's the word, Mother? What's going
5: on? So, we're going to go before the council. How many days, Derek? Three? Uh, yeah, about three days. In about three days, we're going to have to meet up with their council or whatever and explain to their leaders what's happened. We're probably going to have to start from the very beginning.
4: Awfully inconvenient, isn't it?
5: Yes, well, from what I've understood, these dwarves seem to be very particular about things. And they seem to live a long time, so they like to take their time with everything.
4: So you're the only one in your group, of course, that uh, knows anything past the events around Long Shadow. I guess me, I could help
5: tutor them. Yes, and I believe Mister Green Greenleaf also uh, knows some things and might be able to help.
4: Ah, uh, yeah. Hold on, the salsa playing. Soon as it's done, <laughs> <laughs> just watching, watching people wearing green shirts on the TV run around with hammers. <laughs> this, this is what fundamentals look like that's, 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 you
5: know that's, that's, I do admire these dwarves for creating these sports but I do wish they would make more sense
4: I'll tell ya the only thing better than a fucking Celtics game is back when Doug Floody played for Boston College that man could fucking throw a hammer down for you
2: <laughs> God. God.
4: God bless Anyway, uh,
5: I'm so glad we kept you uh, along with the the refugees, Mr. Greenleaf. Truly, you're an enlightening being.
4: Yeah, Jim, Jim Nance is back on his bullshit. So you have like five minutes to ask me any uh, t- to talk. Uh, yeah, but if, if I understood right, you're going up in front of the dwarfs. Dwarfs. Yeah, that's how you say it in Boston. It's dwarfs. Uh, that's
5: just concerning. Yeah. But keep going. Nah, Should we give him a regeneration spell? Is he just losing it?
4: No, that's a Boston thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Now, of course, I'm no MIT man. Fuck, I'm not even a BC man. I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I, I was there for the, the, the fight that uh, with the, dra- ooh, the dragon. Uh, and I uh, know a little bit about what happened in book two. That's that's what we call the saving of the of Rangers in Boston. Uh, yeah, so I was there for that. So I could probably help. You know, help we Helped lead the forces. Long Shadow, I could help with that. Actually, I got a decent charisma score, too. So if you just want to take me and you want to secure a 6 i I'd be willing to go yeah, in. Yeah,
5: yeah. We're, we're bringing you, and you are, in fact, going to explain something because Derek's going to RP the entire thing. We're bringing <laughs> you.
4: Before, before uh, you go in, we get me, Daniel, you all together, and we, uh, we uh, do a quick study session. Fucking bossing man studying. Study, this fucking mad Damon. be praised. Holy shit. Yeah. But, I mean, if you think
5: that'll work... I think that'll probably be our best bet, because while, while Greg was very good at telling me things, I didn't catch everything. And I know you and Daniel were out and about and in the field.
4: Uh, yeah. On the way back from Trovani, he uh, told me war stories. I assume he probably told your kids some, too. Of course. I think we, between all of us, we can finagle something. Holy shit. This is going to go as well as another Boston reference. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That. that was funny. <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk to them
5: about? Uh, yeah. How, how have they been? They've been cooped up here for how long? Two weeks?
4: Uh, it's, it's been about three
5: weeks. Uh,
4: it's been fine. You know, the dwarves. I get the feeling that they're up to something. No, you just...
5: know, people
1: keep saying. That.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just just a lot of interaction with the butlers and guards and stuff all the time. Rather be out, rather be out in the field and everything, but you know, don't it always
5: seem to go? It's true. I'm not going to lie. Our trip here was not pleasant. Yeah, I, I killed um, so many Morlocks.
4: After you left, they uh, some of the people would been around that part of the country uh, we spoke to. I said it probably wasn't going to be easy, but I figured y'all would get through it. You did fight that minotaur.
5: Yeah, it's a shame she got away, but I think we'll run into her again. Probably in the next couple weeks. Mm That's weirdly ominous. Fun.
4: So y'all getting a a room here?
5: Yes, they said that we would be moving to the palace. We were uh, staying at a relatively nice little tavern. I tell you, uh, spending the last couple weeks uh, traveling underground with that party, it's good to see some somewhat normal faces. I'm glad
4: to see you too.
5: All right, let's drink and watch this game.
4: Hammer just fucking bashes through the backboard, and they have to call it because there's glass on the floor. (laughs) There's
5: glass. There's. I don't understand. There's glass on the floor, but they were throwing hammers at each. Longarm James. Get me. Some more alcohol.
4: We find the party sitting around a table in a dark room with various bits of herbs and plant life, candles and incense going off in every corner of the room. And Gina stands at the end of the table and she says,
2: I ask upon the spirits to bring forth the knowledge from my ne- nephew, Truxton Pendleton, and release him for a brief time so that we may speak to him. And I'm going to need all of you to close your eyes and manifest him into this room.
5: Will my vague hatred of him help manifest him faster?
2: Yes. Imagine how much you hated him. Imagine the moments. <laughs> hate are the strongest, Laura. I would like to rage. <laughs> uh,
4: every, everybody give me a will save except for Gina. Am
3: I here for this? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Well, I got 14.
3: Oh shit! I rolled a four, but just well, for me.
1: Damn, Charlie! Um, okay.
0: I just got my PC back. I mean, we're rolling all twenties.
4: You can roll whatever kind of check you want to. Uh, I
2: rolled profession psychic, and I got a twenty-four. Uh, add add a plus seven for that. Uh, that would be a thirty-one. Now add a plus
1: thirty-eight. Sixty-nine.
4: Nice. Okay, now, now subtract nineteen divided by two, or times so, two. ha! got him! Yeah, I almost fucked up. Uh, so the collective, the collective willpower in the room kind of uh, allows Gina to center herself, um, and she, you guys, help her to uh, kind of push herself. Um, so this Gina, nobody else in the room kind of feels or sees anything, but. Like, you're going through, like, a crystal ball kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, There's, like, this greenish, weird mist that appears in the center of the ball. um, And in it, uh, small, like, black, humanoid-like figures. Roll me another psychic check. 19. You're not... At this point, you're not getting a lot of information. Um, There are three figures that are prominent one that is like wider and more burly one that uh is tall and uh not as like broadly built as the first figure and then one that's fairly skinny uh the only one that actually looks feminine and she's about the same height as the tallest male uh and the second male is probably a little shorter than the first two figures so give me, give me another psychic check. 23. You don't recognize the first two, but the, your vision kind of starts uh, improving as you're staring in what Laura, Charlie, and Teresia, and Penny see is. Gina's eyes gloss over as she's staring into the ball. She falls into her seat, and then she just stops moving. She's breathing, but she's lost consciousness with her eyes open. Uh, Gina, you recognize this person just ever so briefly uh, in the mirror or in the crystal ball. It uh, seems to be the woman you met in that bar the first night you met these these people
2: you're with now. Crx? Hey, Crx. What the fuck are you doing here? I'm looking for trucks then!
4: The mists kind of squirrels again, and uh, they come into more uh, a more clearer vision. One is a human man with a bow on his back. One is a half-orc man with a, a long sword on his back.
2: It's completely naked?
4: Uh, dick swinging in the wind.
2: Nice. How big?
5: Eh. It, it's pulled inside that crystal ball. Give me fucking <laughs> <touch of> <laughs> As a gnome,
4: you've you've seen bigger. We'll just say that. Wow. <laughs> um, well,
2: don't like a horse, anyway.
4: Uh, so they're all together. I guess you would have probably heard stories from Laura at this point. Nobody else would have met them, would they? Uh, you you get the feeling, based on Laura's descriptions, this is, uh, Gorgug, this is her husband, Greg. Four people that have left, three of the four people that have left the party at this point, uh, um, outside of shock, of course. So three of the five people that have left the party at this point, they're walking and walking. And then the, uh, green fog kind of fades over again, and they disappear. Uh, give me a psychic check. 28. Penny's described him several times. Chained to the wall, as the gray, green fog separates, you see who you can only assume to be a worn out, beaten down Jacques. And the fog closes, and you've seen all of the ones that have left the party at this point Give me one more psychic check.
2: 29.
4: Your vision comes back. You're back in the room. You all see Gina kind of jut back to a conscious state. Kind of woozy.
1: Uh, hold on. Here, I have another one. Am I hand her a cigarette?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, good. I just... It's not working the way I was hoping it would. It are you are, are supposed
3: to be able to do what she just did without casting a spell?
2: Um, I don't think so.
1: I don't never. I've never had. I mean, I've seen a former um, husband look like that sometimes, but I don't think for the same reasons. I don't think so, Gina. What did you see?
2: I, uh, I think I saw. I mean, I saw Syriks. Oh. I've met her before, and she was. She, re- re- she was with, uh, it was like this half orc dude and this, this other dude. Look, I, I don't pay attention too much to when y'all talk, but um, I think it was what was their names, Gorgug and Greg. Oh, oh Gorgug was Gorgug. Gorgug and my
5: husband. Oh, oh I
2: thought, yeah, they, they were all no. that's <laughs> racist. That's
5: pretty
0: <laughs> racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this has been a nightmare. Just edit out the last 30 seconds. <laughs>
2: They, they were all hanging out in the field. Oh, that sounds and like And then I saw a Jacques. And he was chained to a wall. Yeah. It, looked like, it looked like absolute shit. Oh, 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 you bring me joy. You bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but here's the part where I'm not getting any joy. I, where the fuck is my nephew?
4: Gina, you're absolutely exhausted. And at the end of the first day, outside of... The synod, or for the synod, you all decide you've kind of had enough and you, uh, go off to bed. Gina, when you close your eyes, you hit uh, like REM sleep or whatever, and you hear a voice Oh, ho, ho! he's not where you think he is. And then you see visions. You see Truxton in a shed being talked to by a fox and you see Truxton building a distillery with the man you think is Gorgoog and pissing in a bottle and then Gorgoog drinking it for some reason. <laughs> you see Truxton helping his party fight and kill. He some he stabbed somebody with a knife at the end of a crossbow. <laughs> And somehow heals him. <laughs> and that's not how coup de gras are supposed to work, but he <laughs> somehow does negative damage. Well,
2: this, this isn't how visions are supposed to work. either. the Pendleton <laughs> bloodline. is sure is a special. <laughs>
4: uh, you see, in amazing graphic detail, Truxton's journey in the Camp Redjaw with the Battle of Scarnivorous give me... Let's say an intelligence check for retention. (laughs) Fifteen? I'm going to say that with that you can recall the details of the camera. Things keep passing and you see the kind of person uh, your nephew would become. He's still a bit of a little shit, but he was competent. He got better every day. He made friends. He... Cared about people for once. Not the refugees, but the people he was with.
5: Could <laughs> have <It> fooled me.
4: <laughs> there's there's a point where they are in a fort and there's all these fey creatures. They fight this guy who is some kind of bard, but he's playing like Nickelback instead of an actual song. And they kill him. And then these red caps come and they try to kill them, and Truxton helps kill them. It made a intelligence check. I love it. I'm not, I'm going to say you're not going to be able to retain everything. Gotcha. But if you talk, I'll give you a, um, next week I'll give you
2: Like a, I could help someone aid. I could help yeah. aid
4: someone. Okay. Or when, uh, yeah. That works. Um, yeah. And then Truxton's in a room. There are these weird golems in the room, and... One throws this blue bomb as Truxton's pulling out an extract from his pocket, labeled Cold Resist. And then you wake up, and it's the next day.
2: Jesus fucking Christ, it actually worked! You know what? Is everything up? Do you need a cigarette? No, I'm good. I Look, I I didn't... I don't know what's going on with my nephew's death situation, but apparently... Uh, I am psychic, and I did have a dream about what happened. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I think
5: <laughs> you are going to need to elaborate a little bit more.
2: I had a I had a dream. I I saw what happened. I saw Truxton in the in the beginning, and and when he was in Feyanda, and I and I had a dream of of the battle of Sconivorous, I think it was, and and. What happened in, in some of the forts and camps that you that, that, that he broke into? I, I saw it all, my own two eyes in my dream. It felt it felt so real, like I it, it worked. I I I can I can help with this. Oh, well, that's nice. I'm happy to hear that.
1: We all get back under the same covers.
4: <laughs> I have been waiting 96 episodes to do this. A cold energy fills the room of a magnificent feasting hall. Four dwarves in regal clothing sit on one side of the table. And although we only see the faces of the dwarves, six shadows stretch from the opposite side of the table, cascading over the fine chicken entree. The dwarves look stern, but they are receptive. The dwarves look stern but they are receptive to their visitors. The meal is consumed in silence until finally the tallest dwarf male in the center says, Listen, this synod has no reason not to trust you lot, but you'll have to give us ample reason to trust you. You emerge from a cave in the middle of Kroganon and expect us to help you fight the Iron Fangs. Obviously, you're gonna have to explain yourselves, and why you're here in our sky, Citadel. This Synod prides itself on our fairness? So let's start from the top. Tell us about the Night of the Iron Fangs, and the Fall of Feander. And one of the shadows, on the other side, begins to tell a harrowing tale. And that is the end of our broadcast week. <laughs>